What's up, y'all? Top of the week. This is Follow Leader Podcast. It's your boy, Leader Johnson. I got some extra news for y'all and a lot of things. First, we're going to talk about some Magic Johnson. We're going to talk about um, where the Lakers are staying, a couple of up-and-coming teams. We're going to dance with a lot of that. We're going to dance with some um, high school basketball talk. I just got a lot of things to talk about. So when we get back from this break, man, we're going to talk about some of the Follow the Leader things, top things we talk about, which I say would really be um, Arkansas uh, high school basketball recruiters going crazy, and the Magic John situation is even more crazy. And the Eagles looking good, man. It's a lot of things cost to win, so when I come back, we talk more about that. We are back on Fire Leader Man. Quick little, nice little interlude there. Fall back. Listen to some Rakim. And y'all young bucks don't know Rakim is one of the greatest lyricists of all time. And Fire Leader is a sports podcast. We're going to get right to it and get live with it now. Magic Johnson said, I had to get to this. It was Juicy's right here. Magic Johnson said that Rob Palenka was, was backstabbing. Those are big words. If nobody knows, all right? Now, for some of those of you who are looking at Rob Palenka and seeing how he reacts to it, right? You fall back and you hear him talking. He's like, yeah, I don't really see. We talked the other day and all that. Listen, of course somebody's going to try to cover their tracks. I'm going to tell you that they talked about 
you know, things. And of course, it's going to make it seem like that Magic Johnson and let him know this. I, of course he is. He has a Laker franchise he's running. So all that, cut all that in half. I'm not saying he ain't talk to Magic. I'm saying it ain't go as smooth as he said it was. And I'm pretty sure of Rob Palenka. But like this, Magic Johnson is also a professional. He's not going to come to him with those. Um, it could be a conversation strictly about business, strictly of how a person could do better. Even though knowing the person backstab you, you're doing this for the Lincoln franchise and you respect Jeannie Buss. So for those of you who are thinking Rob Palenka is not backstabbing and seems like a nice guy, come on, man. Palenka know how to talk. He was Kobe's agent. You look at the Laker franchise, and it's not bad, as people think. You got Lonzo Ball. You still got a point guard who, and it's crazy, Stephen A. Smith was like, Jay, you got Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum wasn't, the, let me tell you something, when everybody was analyzing this draft, I think everybody needs to stop. You got to really go into some realness here. I mean, Brandon Ingram was still a top three pick. Ball, it was all top three picks. They got good positions. These are guys that are not allowed the, the opportunity to even develop. I mean, it's been, you go to the Lakers, they're looking to win now, all this mess. They get, first it was like a rebuild. Then it quickly became LeBron James and X everybody else out who we get for LeBron James. So Ingram and them are kind of like, man, I wanted to be a Laker. I was drafted that ball. I wanted to be a Lake. I'm from LA, you know. I'm from I'm from this part. Nikazuma was, was is, is a highlight. I mean, he knows he did everything right. Everybody knows that all these guys. He's probably the most um talked about player among them. You know, you got Josh Hart, who always said was a lottery pick. You got some good players. Just look at him. So you got LeBron James. You should have all these guys playing together. It should be no, you got the money. You don't even need to trade to make things happen. I think, to me, to go for Anthony Davis was kind of crazy. No, Anthony Davis would still be a Laker. He'd still be a free agent. They're trying to make that move. All them people you're trying to give up just don't make no sense. I just don't feel, I wouldn't do that. You got too many guys. You was already a good team with the best player in the NBA. And this makes it seem like that everybody's saying forget these young bucks because they're going to go somewhere and do good like Randall and Russell. Magic said he let Russell go because of the situation. Also, what, what, we know what that was for, but that was like stupid because you don't have Nick Young either. What was Nick Young going to be? It was Nick Young or D'Angelo Russell. You chose Well, everybody was more against D'Angelo Russell. Like, that's crazy. This dude was cheating on this girl and he caught it on tape. Like, really, it's, it's a backwards start. He's snitching. Well, he did something good. He did something good, didn't he? <laughs> he did something good, right? Nobody likes cheating on women, do you? So how was he snitching instead of informing? Same thing. In the hood, it's the same thing. I'm informing or I'm snitching. Well, we talking about corporate level. We ain't talking about the streets. <laughs> we talking about we ain't talking about the streets. And I mean, we talking about something that's being done wrong. He's reporting on that now. I could see if um he was getting on a uh, uh, some type of radio talking about it or he put a video of him going out with some girls and he's a single man and calling him a dog and and he got a whole week through the full of paperwork of him screwing different girls and he a single man that is a snitch now you're keeping up what i do oh look what he eat oh you got a whole month full of, of, of film and he's snitching on where you go hang out at where you go be at no privacy 
when you come out your house. That's snitching. That's something the person should be doing. But he's, dude clearly was cheating on his girl. He ain't with her no more. I mean, it wasn't a good thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that was crazy. Now, you let a superstar, an all-star go for that. It's a bad decision. Bad decision. I guess we living in the hood now. I guess that's uh, <laughs> it's crazy. Now, you got Julius Randle. What was that for? I ain't like, what was Julius Randle going for? If you leave all those guys there, you still could have signed LeBron James. They had nothing to do with it. You still could have had a nice, formidable young team. That'd be better than most of these teams in the league right now. They would have been in the playoffs. So it was just really cr- But for Magic Johnson's sake, if, if, if he wasn't comfortable, he needs to go. I mean, Magic Johnson could have clearly did anything it took, whatever decision he was going to make, to make that franchise a, a great franchise. And losing him, now look at it. It's, it's, I've never seen a Laker franchise. Even when... um. The years when Magic Johnson retired and they had Sadell Three and, and Byron Scott, guys like that playing for him, and they had to start over a little bit and find their niche. And, you know, before Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant even came, I mean, it had to really be made over into a whole other team. You know, guys like A.C. Green then were gone. Sam Perkins was rocking out and James Worthy was retired. It was all gone. Elder Campbell, it was all gone. Now it's the same way again. But this is worse. I mean, it's crazy because you got a talented team and nobody's sure of where anybody is. You, now they're talking about LeBron James. It's just all bad. This has to get stopped right now. They make a bad coaching decision. That that puts it in shambles. It all really needs to be stopped. I just think it's it's really – Teron Lewis has been a coach, period. You really want to stop. You, you really can – with that decision, it would have sued over so much. Because it was two, LeBron and Teron Lou both get along. You know, right there, that was, now it's like, everybody, what would you put Jason Kidd's assistant coach to? That doesn't even do nothing. Nobody's familiar. You put, uh, what you're doing, you put an NBA face in the house. I'm a guy that's coached the Milwaukee Bucks. A respected mind, but you still don't put the balance. Lou and LeBron would have brought a, a familiar balance. And once again, they make it hard. I just don't get it. It's like they're not a fan of having LeBron James. He's in the most unstable situation he's ever been in. And you're not supposed to be like that with the Lakers. It's really the worst part. Michael Jordan would never be in an unstable situation. Don't talk about the Wizards. It was his choice. It wasn't the unstable situation. Everybody loved him. Everybody agreed with what was going on, whether his play was what it was or not. There, there wasn't no Michael Jordan trade rumors. There wasn't a, a, a front office battle. It, it, and then they are not the Lakers. It's bad. Um, to me, Boston, if we, we was talk about Boston a little bit more on the Boston criteria is more. I think this is, this is bad too. And it's two big time franchises. And I remember at the top of the season, I was like, the Lakers and the Celtics, Sixers, relevant. NBA is a great time. Now, it's a lot of controversy. The, the Kevin Kyrie Irving situation is crazy. Now, you have to involve the Knicks. If they get Kyrie and Kevin Durant, I have been hearing. I really can't wait to see how this free agency turns out. Because if that happens, you know, I know the Knicks just got Dennis Smith Jr. The Knicks just got Dennis Smith Jr. So if you look at that, it's like, okay, can you, can you put both of them? Yes, you can put both of them in the backcourt. It's no question. 
They can both play off the ball. That would be a dynamic backcourt to put with Kevin Durant. If, if people really, and if Kevin Knox is still there with Kevin Durant, the teaching he can do with him, cause he has the same Kevin Durant mold and Mitchell Robinson in the center. This is a team that can be the starting five. You got Noah Vonley playing good. He is a guy. He's a guy. He came from the 2014 draft and he was one of the top, like a top five type of talent out of Indiana. And he's just now touching the surfaces, which I told people they get all this pressure on these young guys and they forget all about him. And look, he didn't develop. That's because he was young. He's like 18. You got to give guys a chance to develop, man. When you look at that guy in the nineties, guys didn't develop at teenagers. That just didn't happen. All right. Now, you know, NBA wants to get these guys young and this and that. Jermaine O'Neal was one of the guys. I remember when he got drafted, he ain't do nothing. Then all of a sudden, bang, here he come. He came right out of high school. So Noah Vonley is a guy you got to watch out for. He's a, he's a power forward, a real power. He can do a lot. If you get guys like Kevin Durant and um, Kyrie Irving, the Knicks are a problem in the East. They are automatically a problem. And it automatically puts the Warriors at arms. And it automatically puts the Celtics on the on, on like then they're, they're not the same teams anymore. And then Philly, if they can get Philadelphia 76ers coming to the mode where if they get if the Philadelphia 76ers get Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris back. Which is the big plan for the Sixers. That's what they want. They don't care about spending. They're going to do it. They get all them back. The East is in trouble regardless because it's not a team looking like them. Kyrie and Kevin Durant got them, you know, they got the young guys and they got to come to a big, it puts New York on a big platter. Now, Philly becomes the better team. Now you got Philadelphia and the Bucks. You talk about the Raptors if Kawhi Leonard comes back. It's a big if because I don't think he's coming back at all. It's just not going down. He was traded to Toronto. He's not going to play in Toronto. Until something else happens and y'all believe, no, it's not happening. I think he'll give him a chance, but it's not happening. You look at the Bucks and the Sixers. They are the most dangerous teams in the East, period, point blank. Because once Hawaii leaves and Toronto really goes down, and you're talking about the Sixers and you're talking about the Bucks, and everybody knows the Sixers get Tobias and Jimmy back, is a whole different team. Whole different team. So now we talk about the draft, the Pelicans are getting the number one overall pick. Now we're going to go through. The uh, NBA draft room. That's my work. That's my fam. That's what we, that's what we do. We real dedicated to this, man. I just like mess, working with smart people. Me and my boy Mike, man, it's just real good to have somebody smart. You know, you're around too. You I mean you like? I mean, good relationship, but just being smart in basketball. And so NBA draft room, we go. Everybody, we all agree with Zion Williamson um, to be number one. This is my lottery, man. I have a um, the full two round. Mock coming soon. Um, but right now, we just go with the lottery. I just feel like the Pelicans would make a, I mean, think about it. If they keep Anthony Davis or not, Zion Williamson is your star. Now, I think, I know David Griffin's going to work hard to keep Anthony Davis there. 
You got Jeru Holiday. That makes you a playoff team. I mean, not you know I mean this year I really to be real, if they could do it with DeMarcus Cousins and Davis, I think if they get Zion Williamson with Davis and with Drew Holiday, with the piece they got, Pelicans is the playoff um fighting for their seven eight spot. No question. If they keep Anthony Davis this year, which I think they should, because they don't have to rush to trade him. So I really believe that you could try to make a move. Even put yourself in playoff contention as much as you can before the February deadline. And um then trade him. Like it's, it's perfectly the right thing to do and um, let him display all his dominant talents to try for people to be like, we need Davis. Because you're not playing them really going to make people be like, we're going to wait. But when people see a person, you know, perform, they're more and more eager to get them. All right. John Morant, number two, Grizzlies have already said this. I mean, this is basically a given. They've already said they're going to go after John Morant. So all we know is that Mike Conley's out of here. It seems a lot of teams that want them. Uh, pretty sure the Rockets might. I don't know. They want to keep Chris Paul some more or what's going on, but I'm pretty sure they're not going to push him out the door. So look at Phoenix. They want a point guard. You know, and Phoenix is right there. Phoenix is, um, you know, a team that's right now. They got number six in the lottery, so they can go for Mike Conley. They can go for somebody else. I mean, they're in a good position. Phoenix has players that haven't just developed yet, but they got some good pieces that, Young pieces that they can, you know, grow and help these guys all play together. Um, John Moran is going to be a good future piece with Josh Jackson. I just think that's uh, not Josh Jackson, but Jaron Jackson. Excuse me. Yeah, Jaron Jackson. I just think that's a very good combo. If you look last year, he was probably one of the most underrated talents. I mean, he was just as good as anybody in that draft. The number one pick, anybody. He could have been number one pick, Jaron Jackson. John Morant, same thing. People looking at Zion, I think the big thing is his size and what he's able to do at his size. When you're that tall and that big and you're able to fly that, I mean, but John Morant has done so much more as a guy assists at his size, 6'3", the rebounds he gets, the triple-double he's able to get, the way he's able to shoot from the outside better than Zion. I just feel like that, to me, he's the best prospect in this draft. You want to talk about a guy, he's not going to give you the superstar highlights. He's not. No, he's not. He's not going to give, even give you the wow factor. But he definitely jumped out the gate on people, and he's definitely talented. Talented is not even the word. He's next level. He's next level. He's another, he's like, you know, Russell Westbrook came out of college. He didn't even do what he was doing. His first or second, he wasn't doing them type of things. He wasn't averaging triple-double. John Morant already looked like he's about to step up to that point now. He's a sophomore this year. He had a bad year last year. So I just feel like um, this guy is a guy you really have to. And it was a good comparison by NBA draft with the taller Iverson, Turbo, or D'Angelo. I mean, he really gives you a total package on offense. So I think that's the Grizzlies point right there. And um, Knicks, R.J. Barrett, I think the one, two, three is almost a given unless some trades happen. And this is where Anthony Davis, the Knicks said they got the number one pick. It quickly came out that they could go. They're going at the Anthony Davis. Now, where did that come from? That came from they had to come from a, a, a front office source. I think the Knicks would have been mad again. Like they always are. You got the number one pick. How did that get out? How did it get out that? Davis would go. So then we're looking at the, the but the fans would have loved 
Zion Williamson. And I think that would that would have made the Knicks not trade for Anthony Davis on that type of turn. What are they going to do? Trade for Anthony Davis with the players they got? It don't even make no sense. I think this is what the guys Zion Williamson. That would have been it. But R.J. Barrett is a guy, and this could be an Anthony Davis type of deal. If you're looking at the real reality of things, you can see the Knicks trying to package a deal and trying to trade up to try to get um. Not trade up, but try to trade their third pick to try to get Anthony Davis. They have some young guys. I mean, they have. I mean, they are New Orleans Pelicans already got some young guys that are good with Okafor and Julius Randle. You know, you got got now. You they could possibly get a Kevin Knox. You know, they, Dennis Smith Jr. Think about it. Dennis, you could add him in there with Drew Holiday. Could Drew Holiday could play off the ball? There's a lot of ways they can go there. And if you're really trying to trade, um. For Anthony Davis, they can make that happen because they would probably trade their third pick. And that would mean Pelicans could have a deal. Where they can get R.J. Barrett and Zion Williamson, two buddies from Duke on the same squad. Wouldn't that be crazy? you got Julius Randle, R.J. Barrett. Um, R.J. Barrett is 6'6". He can definitely play shooting guard. There's no doubt about it. When you put Zion Williamson in there with Julius Randle, now we're talking a team built with something that, whoa. Okay. Not only that, the piece they're going to get back from New Yorker as some more young guys. The Pelicans could be something scary. Number four, uh, it's about Kova. I don't go with that. I think Bo Bo is going to impress more. Um, I see that. I don't think it can't happen, but they don't have no big men. I mean, you got JaVale McGee. Okay, look at this. You got LeBron James. Okay. You come in and you got um, Kyle Kazuma. You got Lonzo Ball. Okay. You got Brandon Ingram. All these guys playing four and five and one, two, three, four, five. I gave you a position for everybody to be able to play. And then you mean to tell me they got Josh Hart. You mean to tell me there's no big men on any future. Bowl Bowl, what is scaring you from making that move? Unless I've seen now Jackson Hayes is a number five prospect. He would go to the Cavs out of NBA draft room. But I don't see Culver going over a big man for the Lakers. They don't have no big man. And Bowl Bowl is at number nine on NBA draft room. To me, Bobo is a, a better, he's a top five prospect. He just got hurt. That's what it is. There's no way you look at a guy with his wingspan and his, um, his height. And you tell me that Bobo is somebody that you're not going to go after. He can shoot from the three. He can drop, take you off the dribble. You know what I mean? He showed the type of power he has inside. He's gotten heavier. So you're talking about a guy that was dominating. He was dominating. Bobo did different things on the court before he got hurt from um, from Oregon. Different things on the court that nobody in Oregon ever seen out their whole program. He averaged 21 points, 9.6 rebounds. Bobo. Then you got to go with the whole fact that Bobo at his height and what he did and how he shot the ball. Bobo shot 52% from three-point line, 56% from the field, 75% from the free throw line, and he had 2.7 blocks a game. You mean to tell me we're looking right now, and he was a five-star in high school, and he kept his word to be there. Looking at it, besides Zion, he was the most impressive freshman before he went down. You would have seen Oregon clearly giving people the business if Bobo was in there. 
if the Lakers are have a good scout team, which they don't, they don't have a scout nothing right now. I expect them not to get bowl bowl. I expect them to start looking at scouts and what people say and where people are rating people and say, you know what, we're going to get COVID. But you need to work out bowl bowl and get your big man to play with LeBron James and you got your point guard. Now the Lakers can stop trying to think about Davis. Think about right now. Davis can be a free agent anytime. You can have whoever do what they do or scout them in or think about some trades or whatever. But right now, we're thinking about right now, I think the Lakers should stay where they at with players and get free agents. Don't go after the guys and trades. Keep all your young bucks. Keep Bowl Bowl, and you are competing next year. Bring Bowl Bowl in. Y'all competing next year with Lonzo Ball and Bowl Bowl. Now you got a big man in the point guard. LeBron James can do what he can play off the ball now. You can put Kyle Kazuma as shooting guard. You can put Brandon Ingram as small forward. This is what you get. You get a pretty good team. People need to stop tripping to L.A. and think about what they got before. It's going, it's going, we're going to be looking at this stuff 10 years later down the line, and people are going to be like, oh, man, we had all these good players. Man, look at these good. You know, listen, I feel like it about the Sixers when they traded Jerry Stackhouse. Could have had Iverson and Stackhouse. Believe me, he would have got a ring. Stackhouse's career would have been extended. We traded Jerry Stackhouse. Oh, that was just terrible. All right, we go back. Now we go to the uh, NBA draft room next pick, which I said is Jackson Hayes for the Cavs. Now, I don't see nothing bad with that, man. I just feel like um, Jared Culver will be the pick then. I think Culver is the shooting guard next to be next to Sexton. You got your killer backcourt. Hey, but you got other guys you can, you can, you know, roll with in that sense. You co- people like Kobe White. I think Kobe White's proved himself to be a dog, but he's more of a point guard. Okay, um... I think you play off the guard, off the grid a little bit. DeAndre Hunter is a real good player. A sequel Dion Boyer is interesting to see how much he had 34 points not too long ago. He's really starting to show, like the last month of his season, he's really starting to show why he's a top 10 type of pick. Let's just see how he goes in. But I think it's Culver. I think Culver's the important. He's, he's, he's done it. He's been proven. He's been battle tested. Culver, him and Sexton could start their franchise off. Good backcourt. All right. Uh, with the Suns, because I'm going to tell you some capable and probable trades. We're just going to go down the line a little bit. Uh, I'll let you know as we go to Suns. We'll just see what happens. Uh, Mike Conley, if he comes or whatever. I'm not knowing if he will. I'm just saying he's, that's a team that, that would be a good fit with Booker. But if not, you're getting Kobe White. <laughs> I'm I'm rocking with the pick. I, I just think, I think Kobe White, well, I got to go back on that. I'm going to stop. I like Kobe White, but I'm going to be real with it. Darius Garland got hurt. He's the same bold bold situation. I think Garland is the best pick. Garland can do more than Kobe. Garland can do more than Kobe. Kobe's a dog, but Garland is just the point guard. So you put him with Devin Booker, and that's a match made in heaven. Match made in heaven. I think that'll go there. The Bulls are a little different. On like I say DeAndre Hunter would be the best pick. Get you defense, a guy that can dig, you know, come at you. You got a lot of guys like Wendell Carter. You got a uh, Laurie Marketing. Um, you got Zach Levine. You know, you might even Kobe White could be a pick there if they feel like they want to go point. But you got Chris Dunn, so DeAndre Hunter would look like the better pick. The Hawks. The Hawks can go a lot of, you got Spellman, you know, he's a guy I feel like they're, they're confident in. John Collins, confident in. And of course, we know Trey, 
is keeping his spot. And where do you go in that instance? You could bring, I think Kobe White, people you might think Jackson Hayes because you're thinking, okay, you can put Amari at a certain spot, but that means John Collins had to be small forward. Do they believe in Spellman that much? Is Jackson Hayes, do they feel like the center where they wait on Spellman? You know, but when you're looking at the Hawks, you're also looking at Kobe White as being a guy that can play off the ball. He's six four. He can play off the ball. He, you know, he's long. He can play some deep. I think he would be one of those guys to look at. But don't be surprised if Romeo Langford comes out of nowhere and beats that guy. But I think that could even change. Because the one guy that I think the Hawks are gonna get is gonna be Cameron Reddish. I mean, he's the best, he's a top five talent right there. The only reason Cameron Reddish is not on everybody because of what they're talking about Duke. He was the third guy for one. You you giving a guy, it's like, that's like having this, right? You got Kobe Bryant and Charles Barkley both playing on your team. And then all of a sudden you got LeBron James as the third guy. Now you can't, I'm not saying, we're talking about all three of these guys, they want the ball. And then you got a guy like these two guys that they get the ball first. And the third guy who they don't think who is that big is LeBron James. Say so you got LeBron. Okay, LeBron James and Kobe Bryant and Charles Barkley's the guy who don't get the ball. It could be either type of way. Like, then he has to rush shots because, you know, Zion and RJ was able to direct and do what they wanted to. When Cameron got the ball, I mean, you got to make something happen or else. I mean, this is your lottery year. What are you thinking? As soon as you get the ball, you're not making a smart decision. You're trying to score. So you're not even trying to be as all around as you are. The Hawks are going to get a nice player to play with Trey Young, and people are going to see that they messed up. That's the best talent in this draft, Cameron Reddish. I know John Morant. Right now, I say he is because, you know, but if you go with number two, I would go with Cameron Reddish. Everybody talks Zion all you want. Cameron Reddish, look at him in high school. Look at all these guys in high school. The underrated guy was Zion. A lot of people didn't, as big as Zion was in high school, they didn't really look at him like that. Like, he's unanimous now. He's unanimous in every sense of the word. Unanimous. I in every sense of the word, he's unanimous. But when he came, all of a sudden, when he banged in Duke, it was like that's when he became unanimous. But before he came, he wasn't like that. People was doubting all types of things about him. RJ shot the ball extremely too much. That's why they couldn't win the, t- the title. <laughs> I mean, nothing came together smart wise. Cameron Reddish should have got when, Let me tell you something. When Trey Jones went down, Cameron Reddish should have led the ball. He can play point. He should have been the man with the ball in his hands. You should have had two handlers and Cam Reddish. And Trey Jones will let Zion and RJ play off the ball. Cameron Reddish can handle the rock, and they didn't let let him be able to display himself as a true player. He's the pick at number eight, no doubt. Number nine, the Wizards, Jackson Hayes. That's it. I mean, if you're not sure about Wall, you better go for Kobe White. But Jackson Hayes is it. They need a center. The White Howard Project did not go right, and they need a center. They need somebody in there that can, you know, Jackson Hayes is a very interesting prospect. Uh, number 10 for the Hawks, which they get lucky again. Okay, you come and you. And I told you about Cameron Reddish, who could play uh, small forward. And then you got John Collins and you got Spellman. That's, I'm just giving that a little criteria of the future backcourt. You got Trey Young now. Who you go for? Romeo Langford. I feel like it's Romeo. I think Romeo should be that guy at 10. If I'm looking at guys 
And 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 that's just what I think. I think Keldon Johnson's another pick. Tyler Hero could be another pick, depending on who you want. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr.'s another pick. I feel like could possibly move up. But I think Romeo Langford is that dog you go get. You need another shooting guard with size. Romeo Langford's that guy. I think it's no doubt in my mind. Romeo Langford is a player people have to recognize is that dog. So I feel like he's number. I think that's that's it. Now with the Timberwolves, I'm so sick of this team just getting good players, man. They just need a good coach first. And I just hope that Ryan Saunders does his thing. Shout out to Ryan Saunders. Now, um, well, I'll talk about the NBA draft room and um, their picks. I'm just trying to go through the up. Uh, 11 is the T-Wolves. And the T-Wolves, I mean, you got Wiggins. You got Carl Anthony Towns. Jeff Teague is still there. Where do you go? I think it's Kobe White. Um, unless Tyus Jones, what is he going to do? Um... Think about shooting guards. I, I like Nikhil, um, Alexander Walker, Alexander Walker. I like that guy. I think he's a, a beast, but I think Kobe White is that guy. I think you go for Kobe White, get you a guard that's a dog, and that's where you go with that one. I think that's that's the best way to roll on that whole but with I think they need somebody that's gonna be a go getter. And I think Nikhil um Alexander Walker's a pretty good player, but you know, I'm looking at that and if if it's I think that's the best way you go. You either go for a guy like him or you go for a guy like Kelton Johnson. Kelton Johnson could be another guy you go for. Tyler Hero. There's just so many ways you can go. And I think Kelton Johnson's more athletic. I think Tyler Hero's a good shooter, but Kobe White's a go-getter. What do you want in your player? And um, You got to see what you want. Kevin Porter Jr. is another guy. And in my opinion, it's Kevin Porter Jr. I'm going to have to, you know what? Kevin Porter Jr. is more athletic. But I still think Kobe White's a go-getter. So that'll be a match in between them two. If I had to pick, you won't want to sit here and judge nobody off of trouble or something they got into. It's over with. All right? It's over with. Now you're in the NBA bracket. Don't put that in nobody's mind unless he's a guy that really got into so much trouble in college that it just can't can't ignore it. I think Kevin Porter Jr. just is explosive as anybody. I don't think he'll get chosen a lottery because of what prospects say, but they better be kind of smart. Kevin Porter Jr. is the live type of shooting guard that is explosive. They need a guy like that. Kelton Johnson could be the guy because of the school he came from. I really believe that. I think Kevin Porter Jr. is the most talented prospect at this position, and I think he should be chosen there. I think the Wolves should go for Kevin Porter Jr. No, no doubt about it. Um, the Hornets, it's, they always confusing every year. Kimball Walker, Malik Monk, I think is your promising backcourt. I don't think a backcourt is even the problem. They always don't get frontcourt help like they should. And that's different. And in this draft, Sequel DM Boyer is the guy you get. Um, he's the most talented player at this position at number 12. The most talented player at this position. Sequel DM Boyer is the guy you get. I think he, I mean, 6'9", 215, can really run. Can really run the floor. And he's a guy that's getting better with his jumper, which is scary. Um, number, the Heat, see the Heat, this team, you got to make a real smart decision. Who are you going to get? And if I'm looking at this position, I'm looking at the Heat and who's, you know, more um, 
talented at this position. I think at this, you're looking at what you're going to do with Whiteside and uh, Wade is gone. And who do you have? I mean, Justice Winslow, Bam Adebayo. Uh, you got some guys, but who do you have and who do you think is the best player? If you look at this position, Brandon Clark will probably be the best player you go for at this position, the most talented guy, or Nasir Little. Those are the two guys you look at. And I always want to do choices, and, you know, I have certain decisions because I always had these decisions last night. I was going over this lottery, and I said, and I had these same calculations and decisions, and I'm just letting y'all know what my mind went through and why I went through it. I mean, this is just, Nasir Little is, is a guy that I feel like should get chosen this position because he's the best prospect at this position. I like Brandon Clark, and I was going with Brandon Clark as good as he was, but you look at Nasir Little, this is where he should go. He could be easily be a top five guy that he could do a lot with a guy of his caliber, you know, um, with the Deion Waiters and, and the Justice Winslow. And then you bring in a guy like Nasir Little who can really create for himself. I just think that's the best player at that position at the 14 with the Celtics. And they're just <sighs> having another lottery pick. The Celtics, um, this is where now. The one guy that ain't even got chosen falls. Kobe White or they go for Terry Rozier. Now, this is a big decision. Do they get Kobe White or they go for Terry Rozier? But the Celtics also need size, man. Horford's not going to be there. They're not really as strong. If you look at the, they're so, they're so strong at the wing with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. They're good with Marcus Smart. And Gordon Hayward right now. They're all in the Gordon Hayward is not contract unless they trade him. Kyrie Irving's the, the guy that's not there, but they still got Terry Rose So they got an answer on each part. What they don't have an answer is the big man. And and you got Ryu Ryu Hachimara. You got Daniel Gaffer in this draft. You got Bruno Fernando in this draft. You got some interesting big men. And I think those are the most interesting right there. But who I think they should go for is definitely a guy like Daniel Gafford. You need some defense. I think Daniel Gafford's perfect at that position. Perfect. And a lot of people are looking and they notice the lottery is over. And I haven't mentioned Brandon Clark. I asked one guy I haven't mentioned, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who's a fascinating two-way prospect. But those two guys, I feel like, will slip out. I feel like they actually would slip out of the lottery. And you're going to see a lot of guys. Now, they actually couldn't. I mean, the guys I named like Nasir Little and Kevin Porter Jr. are guys that are not even included in, in the uh, lottery. I'm going to go down the NBA draft from lottery for you. Um, number one pick to the Pelicans would be Zion Williamson. The Grizzlies would be Job Morant at number two. And number three pick to the Knicks, R.J. Barrett. Number four pick to the Lakers, Jared Culver. Number five pick to the Cavs, Jackson Hayes. Number six pick to the Suns, Kobe White. Number seven pick to the Bulls, Darius Garland. Number eight pick to the Hawks, DeAndre Hunter. Number nine pick to the Wizards, Bo Bo. Tenth pick, CQ Dion Boyer. To the Hawks, 11 pick to the T-Wolves, Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Number 12 to the Hornets, Cameron Reddish. Whew, what a steal. Number 13 to the Heat, Goga Bitadze. And he's a talented prospect, too. I don't know, very talented prospect. Uh, number 14 to the Celtics, Tyler Hero. Now, you know, I mean, it's uh, good predictions and uh, good analysis. I'm just telling you mine and telling you NBA draft room. We all a fam, and you know I have mine. And I, I release my full, full uh, NBA draft 
mock real soon. Top 60 picks. It's going to be good. I mean, we're we going to have a lot of fun. This is, this is our times we'd like to do. Um, and this lottery is big. It's big in this lottery. And I just wanted you to see how many players, you know, in this lottery who will be picked and why I think so. So there's also going to be some big trades. Mike Conley and who knows what the Anthony Davis is going to bring. This is going to be a lot of different. This is going to be a real interesting offseason. So I'm out, y'all. Follow leader and – I will be talking to y'all next one. High school basketball talks. We can talk more high school basketball, man. We got Arkansas. We got Memphis. We got Duke, Villanova. This is going down. You know, I got to have a whole radio by Villanova, so I'll probably say a little something. But we're going to talk more, y'all. I'm out. Follow leader.